You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Well, good morning, church. This is, uh, I'm holding the Bible. I have two scriptures. I didn't tell anybody about the slides about them. Um, because it's really, it's just to drive home a point. This morning is an interesting morning because I'm not here to preach to you uh, or preach alongside you. I'm here to simply bring a word of clarity and revelation that the Lord has given me in the last week. And really, He's been building me up for this for several months. Um, several months. Uh, I, have to, I have to start by confessing something to you. Um, one of my greatest fears as it's, it's just been with me since I've been a kid. I've always been a people pleaser. Uh, I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to be okay. If somebody's got a problem with me like that, it doesn't sit well. Working uh, with Randy was great for a lot of reasons, but it was also not awesome because he would be like, hey, I need to talk to you in the morning. And he would send that at like 5 o'clock at night in the evening. So I'm just... Ah. it's like I need to see you first thing in the morning it's like oh man oh man I'm fired I'm done he's gonna kick me out of sundown something bad's gonna happen it can only be bad it can only be a bad thing and it's like hey can you cover me I'm not gonna be there this Sunday I just need somebody to preach for me it's like (laughs) so that was that was six years of ministry (laughs) I'm still not very good at that um but it's, and it stems even greater to the Lord. It's always been, it's been something that I've carried ever since I've been in ministry is I'm afraid that I'm going to miss it. I'm afraid that I'm going to miss the mark of what He has. Not just for me now, because it's been like that for kids, but now it's, now it's like that for y'all. There's this fear that wants to, it wants to take a hold, it wants to grab a foothold and, and cause me to make decisions, and it doesn't, and it's, You know, the identity I carry, I'm victorious, but it's still something that I'm always asking. And it's a good thing as the Lord keeps me, I'm always making sure, am I exactly in the will of God? And there was something, there's just been turmoil in me for several months. Just something wasn't wasn't quite measuring it up. And the Lord gave me some clarity earlier this week about it, but when I worked with Kendall... So much of what we were doing was learning how to serve a leader's vision. How to operate within it. Not bring our own thing that we wanted to do and what we think he should be doing, but how to submit to a vision of, our, of uh, the person that's, that we're working for in ministry. And he did great at teaching us that. Um, but when I took over, I, I had a habit of still submitting to the visions that Randy had that weren't the visions given for me. And I can't lead Randy's visions as pastor of this church. It can't be. Because I'm pastor of this church. And for a long time I was serving the vision that the Lord had given Randy. And I just kind of completely stepped into that as pastor. Serving a vision. The Lord gave Randy and I both visions over what this was to look like. But one was for him and one was for me. In the ministry that he was going into. and in the ministry that I was going into. So I did miss the mark. We received vision, but I started to steward a vision that was not my own. And it was not given to me as pastor. It was given to Randy. And that vision, 
that was unlocked by the sharing of Randy's vision is what we're supposed to be walking in. Everything that the Lord showed Randy provided a doorway that I would know what my time as pastor here would look like. Okay? So we need to review those things this morning. Um, but we're go- at the end of this, we're going to be on track. Okay? So I just need to apologize a little bit um, for my kind of craziness. Um, and it's not really been, if you really don't know the inner workings of my day-to-day, you, you're not noticing any of this. Um, but I can tell you right now, I was thir- uh, Wednesday night, and I told this to Randy, Thursday night I was in Danny's burn pit, unloading some tree limbs, just unloading tree limbs, and I didn't know if I was going to get out of that. I've never felt so like, I just want to lay here and give up completely and be done. But it was because there was something I was submitting to that was not mine to submit to. And I told the Lord right there in that pit, you better do something because tomorrow I'm done. And then I got one of those texts. Hey, can I meet you at 8 a.m. in the morning? It's like, oh gosh, this is the last thing I need. Randy's mad and everybody's going to be mad. No one's going to sit with me at lunch. So anyways, that was a fun night. Wednesday was fun. Um, but we, we came to this realization, we came to this clarity, this understanding, Randy and I, recognizing what had been happening. Um, and so we're going to talk about what the vision the Lord has given to this house. And we will answer it with new clarity this morning. But first, in the turmoil, the Lord works all things for the good of those that love Him. So even in the midst of me missing it, He was teaching me. In the midst of this turmoil, stewarding what wasn't mine, I recognized some things. I recognized the spirits that were over sundown that were not of God. There's a spirit of apathy. There's a spirit of the victim. There's a spirit of poverty. There's a spirit of, of a slavery that rests comfortably over this city. I don't know. I don't live in Lubbock. I don't live in Leveland. I live here. Sundown is where Sarah and I's hearts are. It's where we have been assigned and the place that we've chosen. So I can answer this clearly of what I've seen that rests over this city. That is not of God. So this question began to be asked, okay, how do you change the spirit over a city? And it may seem obvious, but it's really not. It's really not an obvious answer. Uh, you just put the spirit of God in it. How? Remember, you know this about me. I'm not one of those that just takes an answer without asking the why or how. I like steps. I like an action plan. But God in His perfect wisdom gave us exactly what we needed. Our very clear marching orders of how do we establish the kingdom of heaven over this city. That this city, city of sundown, it's got to start somewhere. But that the city of sundown would look more like the kingdom of heaven than it does a city and a state and a country. Amen? And He gave us marching orders for that. How do we change the spirit? Well, we walk in vision... We walk in the vision He has given for this house. Ephesians 2.10 is that we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And it's not just in general good works. He has prepared specific good works for you beforehand that you would walk specifically in these good works that you, His workmanship, were specifically created for. You follow that? Amen? Okay, we are His workmanship and there is a specificness to the workmanship that we are created for right here, right now. The work that He prepared beforehand for this city. And if we walk in this vision, if we walk perfectly in this vision, if this house walks in this vision, 
we can set a city free. I need you to just recognize the reality of that. I don't know what a free city looks like. What's the first? We don't go to these new places and immediately just think, man, this place got it going on. There's always issues. There's always stuff going wrong. There's always turmoil. There's always heartbreak. There's always tragedy. And the first thing I notice, and, and maybe it's different for you, but anytime I travel to a city, the first thing I notice is not how active God is moving. I see how, man... People are up against it. I can see what they're up against. I can see the things that are standing against them. And where are the people of God? It's a question I ask often. And that's not a question of judgment. That's just a question of reality. I need you to understand. Because we were, we were in Mexico a couple weeks ago. And we're driving. And the Lord's doing this thing. He's just done it. And I can't. Airports and all that stuff, I used to love going, but now they start to kind of stress me out because I look at all the different people and all the different stories, and I'm wondering, how many actually walk in freedom? How many know the Spirit of God? Like, intimately know the Spirit of God? Have you ever just sat there and started watch strangers walk by and ask that question? It started, Sarah and I uh, took a vacation for our anniversary, and we we're in this hotel looking over I-10, and it's Middle of the night, and I'm looking out there, and there's still thousands of people driving by, and I'm just wondering how many of these stories know who God is, know who they are in Him. So the reason I say that is there is such a need for us to recognize the works that He has prepared beforehand for us right now to live in, in fullness. And that when we do, when we do, freedom can be released like we've never seen it before. If we will walk in the vision that He's given so, I'm going to ask uh, Ivy to come up. I like having Ivy back because she's good with colors and arts and things. This task that I've given her is very, very, very below her talent level. Um, she's just the only one that can do it without making a mess. So, she's up here because she can stay within the lines. So, she's going to go ahead and start. But I would ask you to try to multitask and watch what she's doing as I'm preaching, as I'm talking to you, okay? So going back to the vision, we know that it's been given to Randy and myself that we would be kindness to this community, that we would be a vessel for God's kindness to this community, that in my time here, we would build a fire through kindness. Now this is not just this, oh, this is a beautiful fire. This is a fire of judgment, he has said that. That's the other kind of staggering thing that we need to recognize. This is a dividing, whoom, you're on this side or you're on this side. You've chosen God or you've rejected Him. That's the fire that He's asked us to build. So that's kind of a, it kind of stops you in your track. Through kindness, not going out through judgment with picket signs on a street corner like we see in cities, repent or be burned in hell. Like that's, that's, that's how evangelists are doing it nowadays in the big cities and that's comforting. Um, but through kindness, that we would expand the emergency room to be an ambulance service. This is part of the vision, starting with the vision that the Lord gave me. This was an emergency room when I came here. And He said in my time as pastor that we would not just be an emergency room, any, an emergency room anymore. We would be an ambulance service. We would be an EMS service that we would go out. We would be going out. That we would go out to meet the prodigal sons and daughters. That we would clothe them in truth and righteousness and then bring them home. Amen? Do y'all remember this word, sonder? 
Do y'all remember that? That this realization that each passerby, I mean, think those people that came from Leveland and Lubbock, think about how many cars you passed. And that each one of those, or how many houses you passed on the way out of the neighborhood, each one of those people, and each one of those cars, houses, on the street, whatever, each one of them is living as intricately and complex and colorful of a life as you are. And that we are playing the extras to their stories. That as they're going in to order their food and we're sitting down to order their food, we are an extra in that story. In that movie of that person's story, we're an extra. And the Lord was showing us that we, would, we could then establish the kingdom of heaven in those moments. That they could encounter who they were created for, even if it was for a second as they passed by. But it required something of us. It required eyes to see and ears to hear what He was doing. That this thought that we, as an extra in the background of a story of people who may or may not know Jesus, that we could introduce them to the, re- the reality of who God is and who they are in Him just as we pass by. So we have several instances. Now those are the three those are, those are really the main visions. That we would be an EMS service. That we would be vessels for kindness. And that we would go out to meet the prodigal sons and daughters. We would clothe them in truth and righteousness and bring them home. I'm telling you, as my time is pastor, that's what it is. That's what it is. Those three things. Those three things are what he's, he's called us to do. But in that, he was, he was teaching me later this week. We met... Randy and I met Thursday, and he gave me this vision as Randy is talking, and we're talking about everything that we've seen and encountered, and he's given me this vision of what Ibby's doing right here. He's put this emphasis on the individual, and not just on the individual, but on individual moments. Individual moments. He has also completely illustrated through all of this the type of kindness that we are to be. And before we talk about that kindness... I need us to recognize something else. An EMS. I don't know if anybody knows anybody that works as an EMS person. I mean, Cole's sitting back there, so everybody kind of understands that. Um, he's emergency response coordinator of Hockley County, so he, he understands emergencies. You don't send an ambulance out because it's just like, hey, there's some people picking flowers. Go help them. They go out when there's an emergency. So I need us to recognize if he's called us to be an in EMS service, an ambulance service, that we would go out. He's not sending us out because everything's okay. He's sending us out because it's an emergency. There's urgency in it. You don't want to call the ambulance and them take their time getting to you. Right? And I'm telling you, there are a group of people that have called for help. They have called for an answer. And he has said he will send us out. But he's not said that we will go out slowly move lethargically, but we are an EMS service that we would understand how relevant and how crucial it is that we would go out quickly because it is an emergency. And you can't tell me everything going on out there in in an emergency state right now. We have been called to act and act quickly and act with urgency. Luke 15, 20. And he arose and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, felt compassion, and ran and embraced him and kissed him. There was urgency in the father to go to the son. He wasn't going to wait for him to come to him. We as the church have gotten really good at waiting for those to come to us. We cannot wait for them to come to us anymore. He has said, this is the banner, this is the word, this is the revelation over this house for this season, that they will go out to where they are. 
because they are in an emergency state and we don't expect those that are having an emergency, a crisis, to figure out their own way to get to the, the hospital. We've got to go to them. We've got to go to them. So recognize that. If the Lord says it's an emergency, we need to move in accordance. Amen? Amen. So how do we move? How do we administer this kindness? Is it through Wednesday night projects? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes, yes. I need you to hear this because this is really important. This is where I missed it. Wednesday night projects are not going to just be this thing that disappeared. There's a purpose and there's a point for them. Danny and I have even talked about, though, that's not the answer to being kindness all the time. What it is, it's the passing by kindness that is the primary way the Lord has chosen to be this EMS service. It's driving down the road, seeing somebody struggle to load stuff up in their pickup, pull over and help them. It's the driving, or it's, it's the, the being at the grocery store and somebody's having a hard time loading stuff in their cart or in their car and you, you stop and you help them. It's the driving by with a trailer, seeing branches in somebody's yard and just saying, hey, I'll just take those. I'll pick them up. I'll load them up and I'll haul them off for you. It's the passing by kindness that every little day, and what that looks like is it looks like an individual breaststroke. That's what AB started with. Individual paint strokes. Just a little here and a little there. Totally random until what? Completely covered, right? Completely covered. That's how you change the spirit that resides over this city. That's how you establish the kingdom of God. That's how the Lord has said, if you want the kingdom of God to exist over this city, that's what it looks like. But the thing is, this is not just for this city. I know Jay right now can give you testimony of how these little moments of kindness have changed the neighborhood in Lubbock, Texas. How when he thought he was going to have to shovel everybody's driveway, because he's done it before, he goes out and he sees the driveways are already shoveled, because others have seen it. And they decided to be a part of it. They do this real, I'm telling your stories, but Randy told me about this. They do this really cool thing where they just get a bunch of coffee on Saturday mornings and sit outside and give it to people and donuts. And they just hang out. As people come by, they get coffee and donuts. That's so easy. Is that very difficult? Pretty easy? Kids? Make a phone call, order coffee. Yeah. Yeah, who doesn't love coffee and donuts? If you don't, we need to talk. I'll set up a counseling appointment. <laughs> but it's this passing by kindness, these little moments. That's what changes the world. And that's what changes this city. But we have to have eyes to see and ears to hear those moments that we can be that vessel of kindness to the people around us in our daily lives. That's what changes everything that's going on right now. That's what changes this city. That's what sets up and establishes the kingdom of heaven over this city of sundown, that this city would look more like the kingdom of heaven than it does a city and a state and a country. That's how we do it. So I'm telling you this morning, that is the revelation this morning, that we would recognize what it is that he's given us to do, and it's just to be kindness, to be a vessel for kindness, not just on a Wednesday night project, not just on a, on a Saturday morning project, not... Not just those things, which are great things and they're still necessary things because there are big projects in the city that need to happen and they're not going to happen as some individual passes by and takes care of it because it's just impossible. 
It's too much, too big. But those individual breaststrokes in your daily life, as you're going to where you're going anyways, and you see where kindness has a door open to it, that it would receive God's kindness in those moments, that's, that's where we're supposed to be living right now. Does that make sense? That's what God has for us. If we want to see this city transformed, if we want to see the cities around us transformed, if we want to see the kingdom of heaven established in sundown Texas, that's how we do it. We are kind as we're going. Kind as we're moving in our daily life. And that's how the Lord will establish the Spirit of God over this place. Amen? Amen. And so with that being said, The Lord just put it on my heart that we would take communion this morning. Communion is the receiving of His truth and righteousness over us. Amen? It's the recognizing of what He's done for us, but not just so that we could end up with Him in heaven, but that heaven could be here and now. His body given, His blood shed, and covering us, that the kingdom of heaven, we could establish it now in our daily lives. So I would ask you this morning as we receive this communion, would you also receive the work that He has given us to be a part of? Would you receive the opportunity that He has given this house to co-labor with Him? That we would be kindness as we pass by. That we would be these people that carry the spirit of truth and righteousness, but do not wait for those to come to us, but we would run after them. Can we do that this morning? Amen. Well, I'm going to give you real quick, if you pick this up, your communion cup. There's plastic on the top. You got to peel that first if you want the cookie. And then you can peel the big purple one. Okay? I'm going to pray. And as I pray, I'll instruct us to take the body and then take the blood. But we'll just start with praying Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your patience. We thank you for your goodness and your kindness to us. Lord, we can be kind to others. We can bring kindness to others because you first showed it to us. And you didn't just show it to us one one time with one act of kindness, but you've showed it to us each and every day and each and every moment you have shown kindness to us. So Lord, I pray this morning we would receive in fullness all that you have for this house that we would be vessels for this kindness with eyes to see and ears to hear this passing by kindness, Lord, and that we would move with urgency, recognizing that you have anointed us to go out with urgency. And the thing about an EMS service, Lord, they don't go out unprepared. They go out equipped for every circumstance they're being led into. So, Lord, you have equipped us. You have anointed us. You have made us ready for this day. So Lord, right now, as we receive the body and we take of it right now, I pray that we would receive the fullness of all that you have for this house. We thank you for your sacrifice, for giving your body up for us, that we could be here today. (coughs) Talking about the marching orders on how we can establish the kingdom of heaven here and now. Lord, and we thank you for the covering of your blood. 
the grace that it provides. The fact that we can miss it and they're still covering for us. You are so patient, you are so kind, and we are so grateful. Lord, we pray this morning that you would be glorified as we receive in fullness all that you have for us. I pray for every eye, every set of eyes in here, that they would be anointed to see these places where kindness is needed. These moments where kindness is, where the door, the window is open to kindness. Give us eyes to see that we could see them. Lord, give us ears to hear of where we can go, of where we can help, of how we can be your hands and feet, that we would build this fire. We would build it through kindness. Lord, I pray that there would not be anyone that chooses to not walk with you, though. I pray that through this kindness, they would all end up on this side that has fully chosen you and desires you because of the kindness that we have been called and anointed to carry. So Lord, we just ask again for eyes to see and ears to hear this kindness that we can be to you, this kindness that we can be to this community, to each passerby, each extra playing the extra roles in our lives that they would pass us by and have experienced kindness. God, you are worthy of all of our life, of all that we have to give. I pray that we would give it all. I pray that we would not simply sing that you're worthy of it all, but Lord, we would say to you, you can have it all. And we would demonstrate that in our lives. Have every moment of every day Our time is yours. We love you, God. You are good and you are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.